Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and thanks for having me back. Today's topic, the Lego Batman movie, the first spin-off in the Lego movie franchise. The film features Will Arnett reprising his role as Batman from the Lego movie alongside Zach Galifianakis, Michael Sierra, Rosario Dawson and Ralph Fiennes. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. It's taken a while to get around to reviewing this movie. And if I'm honest, I think it's because I thought we'd done it. I honestly thought we'd reviewed this movie at some point, but now looking back, that it film sounds stew, like we have. It does. That film stew we did Lego movie part two. Yeah. But that's it. That's the only Lego movies that we've movies, yeah, it's one of, we've covered so much Batman that it sounds like something we've already done. I think that's it. But then Christ. doing a recent rewatch for this, I'm like, ah oh, no, I haven't talked about this movie. <laughs> at length before i mean i went to watch it at the cinema like and it was such a good time at the movies but yeah but again it's interesting to note that this is the second time we get will arnett as batman batman and it feels like this is his film but when we saw him last time he was a supporting character it just it's it's such a natural fit it feels like he's done batman more than twice it feels like he's done him you know a, a whole host of times it's just i guess it's just because it's such a comfortable fit it really is i mean will arnett has such a cool voice anyway he's got such a cool raspy sounding talking voice but then he gets it like yeah yeah but he when you get right. him when you get him here it's like obviously it's like will arnett turned all the way up to 11 you know I he think- He's acknowledged that the raspy, whispery voice that he uses for Batman is the same mm. voice he uses with his kids when he's giving <laughs> them important parenting information, which is amazing. Listen here, little Jimmy. I'm going to say this once. Yeah. Which is which is really, really cool. And development of the Lego Batman movie started in October 2014 after Warner Brothers announced several Lego films following the critical and commercial success of the Lego movie. Chris McKay was hired to direct the film, and he cited both The Naked Gun and Airplane, or here in Australia known as Flying High for reasons, but (laughs) Naked Gun and Airplane, they were his main inspirations. Mm. Do you know why, by the way, quick side note, do you know why Airplane is called Flying High in Australia? No, why? Oh, I don't know why. I was just just wondering. I thought you did. I thought you were going to bust out some some trivia. I just remember, right, my girlfriend who is, or now wife, then girlfriend, who is Australian, and we were both talking about movies that we really liked that sounded very, very similar. Same Mm. film. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Airplane was called Flying High. It was Leslie Nielsen, right? It was like a full visual spoof. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Flying High, Airplane, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely hilarious. But they were the main inspirations for director Chris McKay when directing this movie, which is... You can see why. I mean, the the, the visual humor translates so well to, to Lego Batman. You can totally understand. Oh, definitely. 
The film pays homage to previous Batman films, cartoons, and comics. The film also features characters from other notable franchises and film series like the Lego movie. The animation was provided by Animal Logic, Lorne Balfe. He composed the film's musical score. Like he he's done Mission Impossible, like he's done so many things since. Uh, but that is that is him working on this. We'll get to the other characters that appear in this film, just like like, yeah, mm. there's heaps of characters that appear. I there's remember lengthy, watching, man. there's a lengthy list. Oh, there is, but when watching the Lego movie and you had Batman and then the Millennium Falcon turns up, you're like, What? What is going on? This is yeah. thing. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Are we at the nexus of time and space? Oh, very, very cool. The Lego Batman movie had its world premiere in Dublin, Ireland on January 29th. 2017 and was released in the United States February 10th 2017. So just with that then, so this movie released in 2017, it they first started it 2014. Animation takes time. That is such a lengthy process. The film received generally positive reviews from critics for its animation, voice acting, music, visual style and humor and was also commercially successful having grossed 312 million worldwide against a budget of around 80 million. A sequel, Lego Super Friends, was announced in 2018 but was cancelled after Universal Pictures acquired the Lego franchise rights. Oh man, I, I would have liked to have seen a Lego Batman movie too. Yeah, and just I don't know if that was just a working title, but Lego Super Friends? That sounds yeah, that cool. I mean, we do get Justice League in here but to have had whether it's just you know leaning more on batman and superman or the rest of the jla that would have been fun in a sequel yeah i agree so again on a budget of 80 million box office 312 million this was a hit it's just unfortunate that they didn't make any more at least not warner brothers we'll have to wait and see what what universal what they do i think it's just because it's so quirky. It's so self-referencing and irreverent and quirky. And I think that's why this worked. Um, visually, it's a treat. There's lots of panache. It's so bombastic and gaudy. And um, they can do a lot of fun. They can have a lot of fun with it. And it's just the voice actors, basically, just having a hell of a lot of fun behind the microphones. You can tell. Absolutely. This is a kid's movie. Of course, yep. also enjoyed by adults. But with it being a kid's movie, the plot, it's pretty basic, to be fair. Yeah. Batman works together with his ward, Robin, and the police commissioner's daughter, Barbara, to foil Joker's plan of taking over Gotham City. That's the movie. But then you get all the cameos, there's all the jokes. Um, honestly, when we get to when we get to Robin, and this is a different yeah. origin that Batman crazy. accidentally adopts Robin. And Robin's this nerdy little kid voiced by Michael Sierra. And how they come up with his costume is amazing. They go through all the different bat costumes, all the disguises. And there's that Rasta disguise. So there you've got the arm on there. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And then Robin is like, oh, these are a bit restrictive. And he rips off his shorts. He just goes, oh, rips off his trousers. Rip. Throws them. Those were Batman, and Batman's like, I, I don't know where to look. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, so good. Even just the really little is. moments, even just the little moments, like when Batman gets back from a mission and he's in the Bat Mansion, he's in the Wayne, he's in Wayne Manor, he's in his like robe, and he, but he's left his cowl on and he's just microwaving his dinner. 
and it's dead quiet. The, the mic, Dennis spinning around the microwave, and you're sharing like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love waiting it. for, waiting for, just waiting for his lobster. Yeah, <laughs> so you're just funny. waiting, waiting for that. But honestly, it's this version, this version of Robin, is just, it's just funny. Like you've just got to go with it. I think that's good. If you're somebody who is very precious about Dick Grayson, Robin, and Batman maybe Lord, you're going to be pissed off. Maybe more so Robin. Yeah, if you're a fan of Robin, you're like, hey, that's like my Robin. Like you know the character yeah, played, yeah. for, played for a joke, liked- but it is. It's so much yeah. fun, and I took my eldest to see this at the movies, and then we walked out, and she's quoting the movie. Like, she's saying, tweet, tweet, on the street. <laughs> you know, like, quoting it's Robin great. from this movie. I had such a good really time feels, in the movies. It really, and, like, yeah. it really feels like you just gave the keys to the kingdom to some kid with ADHD and said, right, here's a bunch of Lego toys. Go for it. And it's, like, it's almost like that's what it's like. It's like some... Some sort of someone who's just got hyper, hyper kind of imagination, just running wild with these toys, and just happens to be recording it on a camera. Absolutely, I mean that the voices. that person you're talking about is Chris McKay. Chris <laughs> like, McKay. He's the guy yeah. that directed this that's, movie. That's what it feels like, and I just love it. It, it does. It does. It's crazy. It probably wouldn't surprise you to know that. I mean, he's best known for directing and editing three seasons of Robot Chicken. If you've there seen you Robot Chicken, I mean, it's it's there, isn't it? Like that was such a great show. I think maybe they are still making it, but I used to watch that back in the day. Used to love it. So he did that on yeah, TV. It was good. He made his feature directorial debut with this movie, and has also directed The Tomorrow War, which mm-hmm. was 2021, a film on Prime Video starring Chris Pratt, and nice. this year. He directed Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt in Renfield, which is bloody fantastic. Nice. So I'm looking at what this guy's done outside of this movie, which I think it's obvious. I love this movie, and I know, I know mm-hmm. you do as well. I'm oh, sure that's um, I'm sure that's coming through. But you're looking at what he's worked on, and yep, I'm a big fan of this guy and his work. Yeah, a lot of fun for sure. And I've mentioned that it does have homages to, you know, Batman films, comics, you know, all of that. Yeah, we see a lot of references. Absolutely. I mean, at around eight minutes, Batman's line in the beginning of an action scene, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That's that's cool. It feels like the movie's just started. (laughs) Like within the first 10 minutes, we get that classic line. We first heard it in Batman 89, where Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne Says the line to Jack Nicholson's Joker. So I'm loving that. I mean, Batman's costume is based on the one worn by Michael Keaton, all black. Yeah, yep. that's really cool. He's even got like a merch gun, so he can shoot merch at kids and, and like yeah. at the fans <laughs> and stuff. And they just get decked out like plastered in merch. Batman, love it. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, rad. The casting of Joker is fantastic. Zach mm. Galvanakis, oh man, he does a really good Joker because this is not the Nicholson Joker. This is not the Heath Ledger oh, yeah, Joker. Not, he's not menacing or terrifying in the least here. He's he's very camp. He's very Cesar Romero almost. Yes, and it's just is a yeah that. I, oh man, it, it is such a fun take. Like I'm your arch nemesis. No, you're not. And then he's like, his feeling <laughs> like is rejected. He's he like, has a big, <laughs> big sad. He's like, oh, he doesn't love me anymore. He's not like he's not like. 
my arch nemesis anymore. We can't be like frenemies anymore. Yeah. Oh man, it is it is such a good take. Yeah. It's and awesome. then that's what sets off the whole the whole plot, yeah. The need to, yeah. But it's cool. I mean, like the whole plot is that, you know, well, the the driving force behind the plot is that Joker decides to acquire the the Phantom Zone gun to be able to send Batman into the Phantom Zone. Because he's like, if we he's like, what's the point of being frenemies if you don't want to be my frenemy? So I'll get rid of you. Which, like, as a comic fan, that mm. just that's doing it for me. Like, I've always liked that. So, okay, so here we are watching a Batman movie. Mm. The Joker is trying to send somebody to the Phantom Zone, which is obviously yeah. a Superman thing. Oh, that's really yeah, it's, that's it's really great. cool. We even see General Zod briefly. It's it's awesome. Oh, mate, it's so cool. We even see. Tom Cruise in this in this movie, which I, I tend to forget that happens. You know, you've got the scene where they're watching Jay Maguire. But what's yeah. interesting to note on that, it's a reference to the Joker quoting the movie in The Dark Knight with the line, you complete me. So that's why oh, it's in wow. there. That's why it's in yeah, there. They're right. showing Jerry Maguire in this Lego Batman movie as a reference to The Dark Knight. To The Dark Knight. Amazing. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> You complete me. Yeah. That's oh, cool. man. Loving, loving all that. It's so cool. That's cool. So many, that's so many fourth wall breaks. It's so self-referential. Absolutely. We've got Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. She's great. She's, She's the, awesome. Oh, I know. Honestly, from first seeing her as Becky in Clerks 2, I think that's where yes. I first. That's what I think of. That's, that's where, where I, go I first noticed away. her. Absolutely. I go to that straight away. Yeah. I mean, no what, matter what, what it is, I think of Becky. Culture, <laughs> yeah. What pop culture nerd doesn't have a bit of a crush on Rosario Dawson? Come on. She's fantastic. Absolutely. And right now on Disney Plus, you can watch her in Ahsoka. So there you go. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for it. it we're three episodes yeah. in. I mean, by the time this review goes out, maybe Ahsoka has ended, but at the time of recording, the I first didn't even three, realize it had started. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I thought it was. I thought it was still on its way. I didn't know it was. He nope. was already here. Three out of eight episodes are currently available. Well, I know what I'm going to watch later on. <laughs> well, there we go. So, in this, she is the newly elected police commissioner of Gotham, who hopes to restructure the Gotham City Police Department so that the city could defend itself without Batman. But we do get her as Batgirl. The end of the movie. She's wearing that purple costume oh, with yeah. the yellow cape it's a great look for for the character hmm. and i always like it at about half an hour into the movie barbara gordon she makes her point of how long batman has been a superhero and she shows hmm. a series of slides which recreate many famous scenes posters uh, from previous batman works with lego fied yeah. versions of their batman these are in order of appearance, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, The Dark Knight, Batman the Animated Series, Batman the Dark Knight Returns, Super Friends, Batman the Movie, Batman number nine, Detective Comics issue 27, and Batman the old movie serials. And the last two are notable for being the first comic of Batman and the first adaption of the character into other media. Nice. So I love all of that. Easter eggs. <laughs> so, much. so good. So much fun, so much fun. And I really do enjoy Ralph Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth. And just yeah, he, the the bald cap that they have on his Lego head. <laughs> it's yeah, always like I the love bald it. cap. 
That was brilliant. Yeah, and he later went to reprise his role in the Lego movie too. But Ralph finds he's somebody that could have absolutely, and maybe there's still time, could play a great live-action Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you wouldn't think so at first, at first, you know, first glance, but he, he does. He, he oh, has, no, he I would. Posh <laughs> kind of clipped English voice. He could do it. But is, is he, is Ralph Fiennes, is he an American actor or a British actor? British. Think back to, oh, when was it? Late 90s, The Avengers, not Marvel, the one based mm. on the old gotcha. TV series. Gotcha. Steed yep. and is it Mrs. Steele? Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie in the original TV series. But he is like an Alfred Pennyworth, James Bond type in that gotcha. movie. And so most it recently, works well. it does. And most recently, we got him in the third Kingsman movie, The King's Man, which was a prequel. Ah. And he is fantastic in that. There There's, still There's still time for him yeah. to be a, a live come action. On, come, on, DC. come on, DC Warners, make it happen. But in the meantime, we've got him here in animation and again in, again, that second Lego Batman mm. movie. We do get Harley Quinn in here. I mean, you're always going to have Harley Quinn, especially if Joker is in here. She's voiced by Jenny Slate. Ellie Kemper, she voices Phyllis, a brick who is the gatekeeper of the Phantom Zone. So all of that is is a lot of fun. Ellie Kemper, I think, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Bloody fantastic. Pop star Mariah Carey is in here. I mean, this wow. movie has such a big, big cast. Like voicing Superman, Channing Tatum, voicing hey. Green Lantern, Jonah Hill. And of course, those guys worked together in the Jump Street movies, which were directed by Phil and Lord Miller, their producers on, on this movie. We get Adam Devine as the Flash. But again, a lot of the Justice League character characters they're kind of in it but they're isolated for the most part in the movie but then there's some fun casting as well several actors voice the various villains from batman's rogue gallery the one to really know is billy d williams as two-face which is of course his role as harvey dent two-face's former identity in the 89 batman yes it it was that universe is two-face yeah, but then of course Batman Forever Never happened. Happens. We got Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. It was a it was a whole thing. And Damn it. Was, yeah. I think what am I thinking of? There's another there's something else that came out recently where Billy D. Williams was Harvey Dent. Not like as well as this. What am I thinking of? Was it the I think it might have been Teen Titans Go to the Movies or something like that. Or was it Space Jam? I don't know. <laughs> it was it was but we, we get him here, and then, you know, other people voicing Bat characters or Bat villains, Conan O'Brien as Riddler, Jason Manzoukas as Scarecrow. Conan O'Brien, no way. Yeah, Conan O'Brien. We've got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and, of course, she would later nice. portray Catwoman in The Batman. Live action, yeah. And the list just goes on and on. We've got Doug Benson as Bane. The character's appearance and Benson's performance are meant to satirize Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. It again, this is such a long list, but we're getting lots of characters. We're getting a a penguin whose a character's appearance is a nod to Diane DeVito's portrayal of the character. Nice. So fun. But then outside of DC Comics. 
The film also features villains from other franchises, including Sauron's Eye from mm. The Rings and The Hobbit. Jermaine Clement voices Sauron in this. We've got the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter, here voiced by Eddie Izzard. Huh. Ralph Fiennes. He was yeah. right <laughs> Like, he's... He's in the Come on. He he could have done it. Double duty. But anyway, they've gone for him. Yeah. Eddie is at least they're keeping the character British. So um, so that's fun. But it doesn't stop. Mm. We're getting King Kong from, you guessed it, King Kong. We're getting the swamp creature from various monster films, both voiced by Seth Green, Medusa from Greek mythology, the Daleks from Doctor Who. It's just so much. The hits just keep on coming. Absolutely. You know, originally, Chris McKay wanted to include several villains from R-rated films among the Phantom Zone's prisoners, but he was forced to drop them as they were deemed too inappropriate for all ages. So they thought, no, you're going too far. <laughs> you need to scale it back a little ah, bit. That still would have been cool. I would have liked to see that. Well, I've got some characters here, some of the ones that were dropped. McKay wanted mm. to include Bill from Kill Bill. Okay. Annie not that bad. from Misery. Bill mm. the Butcher Cutting from Gangs of New York. Agent mm. Smith from the Matrix films. But then Agent Smith did later appear in Space Jam. Was that a new yeah. legacy? That's what they called it. The um, LeBron James. Oh, one. the one with LeBron. Yeah. So they did it later on. Um, but yeah, so there's some characters. But I think, I don't know. I, Kids wouldn't even know, would they? Hey, look. Yeah, and they and they wouldn't have been that offended or anything, or they wouldn't have been freaked out or frightened by him. Oh, but look. That's, not, that's pretty tame. It's the butcher from Gangs of New York. Kids aren't going to know who that is. So maybe that was part of it as well. And having mm. Bill from Kill Bill, maybe if it was the bride in the yellow jumpsuit, it would be more you know recognizable. But David yeah. Bean, I don't know. Very obscure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, do you know what? There's a thing in here, like a nod to Batman 66, which is so much fun. The shark mm. repellent is a reference to the Batman movie from 66. Ah, oh, with the shark repellent. In the movie, Batman is trying to dislodge a shark attached to his leg while hanging off a helicopter ladder. He calls out to Robin to throw him a shark repellent bat spray, which he then uses successfully. But Batman yeah, it off in the opening of the movie, <laughs> but they actually... Lo- uh, that but actually use it effectively, which is uh, terrible, really cool. And uh, oh, the composer on this movie, Lorne Balf, we've talked about him on a thing that we reviewed recently. I'm sure we have. I know we did Mission Impossible recently. I'm blanking, but I'm sure we've reviewed something fairly recently, and he's been the he's been the composer mm. on it. Anyway, I'm sure it'll come to me later on. It's not important. Valve's scoring credits include the films 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, Terminator Genesis, Mission Impossible Fallout, and then he's done heaps of video games, Creed Revelations, Assassin's Creed 3, Call of Duty, goes on and on. And then in TV, he scored The Bible, The Crown, Genius. And again, the guy just seems to be going from strength Pretty Just prolific, yeah. Absolutely. But then there's some fun nods to DC themes that we are familiar with. When Batman lives at the Fortress of Solitude and presses the doorbell 
The sound is the main theme of Superman from 78, composed by nice. And the Batmobile horn is the theme song to Batman 66. That's cool. And on that as well, Batman 66, atomic batteries to power, turbine to speed. That's said by Pewter. It is a direct reference to the Adam West TV series when Batman and Robin jump in the Batmobile and start it up to leave the Batcave. Yeah, the 66th iteration gets a lot of gets a real look in in this movie, doesn't it? It gets a lot of references. Absolutely. Well, when Alfred suits up as Batman, it's the Adam West mm. costume, which is really cool. Yeah. But I was going to say that Pewter, who is that the Bat computer? Batman refers to it as Pewter, and it's yeah. voiced by Siri. There you go. The, there you go. And then whenever Batman goes to do something, like type something in, he's like, beep, boop, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And when they shoot with their guns, pew, 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 pew. Ah, oh, so much Stuff fun, like so much fun. So, so fun. Again, you know, it's like a kid being given the keys to the castle. Absolutely. But I mentioned earlier, there was a cancelled sequel. Super Friends. That would have been, been good. Would have been McKay has revealed that the script was being written by Michael Waldron and Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon of Community Fame. It would have focused on Batman's relationship with the Justice League, particularly Superman, and the main villains would have been Lex Luthor and Omac. Oh, well, there you go. We all know Omac, one man mm-hmm. up for. That's, that's yep. what that stands for, a Jack Kirby creation. But that's the people mm. that we will never get. But as I said before, Universal now have the rights to Lego. Let's see what they what they put out. But this movie, if you're going to rate it out of five. Oh, look, it's five. It's a lot of fun. Five out of five. It's a blast. You can't not love it. There's so many laugh out loud moments. And it's just a, 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 a nostalgic, both a nostalgic blast and just a, a visual treat. There's so much panache and bombast and gaudiness to it. And um, it's just crazy and irreverent. And it's just... It's just fun. Like it's out and out fun. And you, it's one of those movies that, that you can sit down with popcorn or lollies, candy, and just um, enjoy and have a good old fashioned time with. So definitely a five out of five for me. Lots to enjoy about it. Yeah. I, exactly the same for me. Five out of five. This is such a great movie. A kids' movie that is working on multiple levels. It can be mm. enjoyed by all. It's a Batman movie. I can sit down with my kids. They can enjoy it. I can enjoy it. I mean, I'm not going to sit down with my six year old and watch Robert Pattinson's The Batman or even Tim Burton's Batman. I don't think she's quite there yet. She's close, but not mm. quite there. But this is a Batman movie that we can sit yeah, you down and share it together. You can share that joy. And enjoy, and it, yes, it's just so much fun. Yeah, it really is. Honestly, it wasn't even on my radar to watch it. Watch it again. Getting ready to do this review, sat down to watch it again. Thought, oh, I'll go in for a refresher. Loved it all over again. Like it I'm is such. Glad you recommended it. I'm glad you you brought it up. Again, the only reason why I hadn't is because I thought we'd done it. But we yeah. have because it, you're right. As we said straight off the top, off the top of the um, the bat, like it feels like something we've done before. It just feels very familiar. But now we finally have. We've, yes, we've done it. We've finally done it. 
Well, that's it for our episode all about the Lego Batman movie. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook at Sounds Like Comics. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me back, man. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>